0: Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Faithful and Fearless podcast. My name is Liam and I am joined today by my mom Lizanne and my sister Kira. All right, so today we are going to be going into Genesis, creation, and the Creator. Um, So we're going to start off by reading Genesis chapter 1 um, in the KJV Bible. And let the dry land appear, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, and herb yielding seed after its kind, and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself, after its kind. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day.
1: And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be for for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth, and it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night. He, he made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth, and to rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly and moving cr- creature that hath life and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open open firmament of heaven. And God created whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the, in the seas and Let the fowl multiply in the earth, and the evening and the morning were the fifth day.
2: And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and beast of the earth after his kind, and it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the earth, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree, in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed, To you it shall be for meat, and to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And on the evening and the morning were the sixth day.
0: All right, great. So that was Genesis 1. Honestly, that's gotta be one of my favorite passages, not just because it starts the Bible off, but just because there are so many um, interesting things just to dig into there. So that's what we're gonna do in this episode here. Um, So the first thing that we're gonna talk about is creationism. Creationism is basically what people believe happened at the start of the world. So there are three major types of creationism. There is uh, there is biblical creationism that goes following along the Genesis path, um, or th- sorry, there's two main categories. There's biblical creationism, and then there's worldly creationism. The biblical creationism follows Genesis, and the worldly creationism follows the Big Bang Theory, um, that that goes along. But underneath the biblical, um, Biblical creationism, there's a subcategory between young earth creationism and old earth creationism. Young earth creationism is basically following exactly the story of Genesis. Seven days means seven days. Um, God created it all in seven days. Um, literal days. Literal days. And, and the old earth creationism is that um, the seven days... Could be figurative for millions and billions of years, uh, so as to fit the scientific narrative of the Big Bang theory, and old Earth creationism also follows uh, evolution, but says God's hand was in it all. But they still believe in evolution. Um, so, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, obviously, I'm taking the stance of young earth creationism following exactly the story of Genesis. Um, We can elaborate more on that, but do you agree with me on that one?
2: Yeah, I think we need to talk and dive into it a little bit because there's definitely um, discoveries that show that there's ruins or or, uh, discoveries that are longer, older than just 4,000 years. I Talk to me a little bit about what you know about how people are following evolution with older theory. Yeah,
0: so... That's not
2: biblical. No,
0: it's not. But um, there is... Um, and again, I say subcategories as in Old Earth also has subcategories. Old Earth has biblical Old Earth and worldly Old Earth where people still think of evolution, but they believe God's hand was in it all but they also have the one where it's just that the seven days are not seven literal days. Um, so in that subcategory, there are people who believe that God created the world, but he had the hand in evolution. So evolution wasn't random, they believe, but they believe that God pushed evolution to happen, but he didn't specifically create man and woman, which is not biblical at all. Um, But that's what we're going to dive into today, explaining why they are wrong. And what I would say about everything found of more than 4,000 years old, mainly anything found that's more than 4,000 years old is things in nature, like carbon-dated trees and rocks and artifacts. Now, what I can say for that is... If God can make a full-grown man out of dust, what's to say he can't make a 4,000-year-old tree from dust and now it's just a million years old because 4,000 years ago it was already half a million years old or whatever. So -hmm. that's what I would say to that when people say, oh, yeah, but we've seen carbon dating dating back to literally millions of years ago. Well, I'd say, well, if God can create a man from dust, a full-grown man, What's to say he hasn't created trees that were millions of years old already? Um, So two
2: thoughts, right? Yeah. In 2 Peter 3 verse 8, it does talk about one day with the Lord is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. So a lot of people use that analogy is Mm -hmm. one day actually a thousand years, and are we talking specifically only a thousand years? So there's one argument for that. And the second, to your point about, you know, if God created a uh, full man, mm-hmm. a good illustration in a book is one of C.S. Lewis's books where they're in the other worlds and there's in yeah. that one world where right before them, they see saplings mm. form into trees within seconds. Right. You know? So if God spoke life into existence, He could speak life into existence that grows and
0: flourishes quickly. That was the Narnia magician's nephew, right? That I believe so. Yeah, yeah, if you haven't checked out the Chronicles of Narnia, amazing book series. It's a fictional representation of a non-fictional story. Um, It follows very vaguely the track of the Bible. And if you are a Christian, you're able to see it. But many, many non-Christians also enjoy the book series without actually knowing that it's alluding to the Bible. Um, For example, Disney was the one that released the Narnia movies. Um, And, you know, most people who watch Disney are not Christian. Um, And so, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, one thing that, I am uh, really enjoying about Genesis 1 just looking into it. It I mean, I say even looking at it from a non-biblical sense, looking at it from a worldly sense, I'd say it proves the existence of God. Because this book, the book of Genesis was written by Moses after creation happened. Moses wasn't there when creation was there. But these were also the first accounts of things in the modern day being called what they are called now for example if the bible wasn't true why do we call it day and night today as well as what the bible called it why do we call it um you know morning and evening if that's what the bible first called it especially in verse 11 uh, where it says fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind whose seed is in itself that's one thing it defines what a fruit is that it contains its own seed which is what everyone when they were five years old used to say wait a tomato is a fruit not a vegetable the bible defines it first so i'd say that's a so you don't eat your
2: fruits or your vegetables is what you're saying (laughs) (laughs)
0: but it's uh yeah so and looking at and uh, like why would we use the same names that adam gave the animals today why would we call them whales and fowl and all of these names if the bible didn't have some truth to it
2: Mm -hmm. and i think even you were saying there is the creationism on the worldly level and the big bang theory mm-hmm. I know it's just a movie representation but god's not dead when um they were talking it in college about creation mm-hmm. he made a good example of how god speaking life into existence could represent a big bang yeah because he's creating
1: something from nothing Do
0: okay, you got anything to say
1: Something I thought cool. you were going to talk about the Big Bang Theory when you said it oh, was in the, the show? show. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a little different. <laughs>
0: yeah, just a bit.
1: Um,
0: you got yeah. any thoughts on this subject?
1: Uh, proof for Christians who believe the Bible but think evolution is real. Mm-hmm. Genesis 1, 27. It's so God different. created man in his own image.
0: Mm-hmm. Pretty simple. Yeah. And read a bit farther. Male and female, he created them. That's it. Just two.
2: Yep. I think it's just really interesting, you know, how detailed God is and methodical, whether you believe a literal day or not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Just the way he orchestrated creation, starting off with the biggest, you know, the lightness and the darkness and the heavens and the earth. Yeah. and, and kind of progressing from there. And clearly, what was closest to him, what was close to his heart, was creating something in his own image.
0: Right. And it's... Um, <clears throat> what was I going to say? Um, Oh, yes. About how um, in some translations, verse 27... Is, um, or sorry, 26 right here. It says, Let us make man in our image. Our. That means more than one. The Trinity. Now people sometimes say, or sometimes think, that God only created Jesus at when he was born in the manger, that Jesus was formed then, and Jesus created the Holy Spirit after he came down and was ready to leave, but the Bible is clear that he did not. I mean, we look at, uh, you know, in uh, where, we, where we look at, uh, I think it's, let me flip to it real quick. I think it's in First John um, where he says, let's see, First John. See if I could find it real quick. Um,
2: well while you're looking, it's yeah. one of those things that God is all powerful, all present, and he the Bible describes it as the Alpha and Omega, right? He's the mm-hmm. first and the last, the beginning and the end. So there was mm-hmm. no beginning to him. God always was, he always is and he always will be and so that idea of the of Trinity, it's the triune God. So God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit has always existed. It's just Jesus became manifest as in the human form when he came down to earth and was born in a manger. Right.
0: I don't know. I was thinking first, John. Obviously, it's John 1.1. 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, the word is Jesus, and Jesus was with God in the beginning. Um, Now, when he says, let us make man in our image uh, or in our likeness, um, that's why people are, that's when some people say, um, wait, but God doesn't have a form. How are we in his image? Well, because we were in Jesus's image. Jesus had a form of a man. He was fully man and fully human. So we really Jesus wasn't born in our form, we were born in his form. And people often just assume Jesus came down as a man, but he was eternally in that form. We were born after him.
2: And no one knows whether what God's form takes. Right. We no one's seen God. But it does Not say that in Exodus, you know, God wrote the Ten Commandments with the finger of his hand. Mm-hmm. So if he created us in his own image, there must be some likeness that he had to his form. Right. Um, I very think much. what was important, too, is that throughout these days, it was very clearly what he created, and there was a difference between the the creatures on the earth and those in the in the heavens with the birds and the mm-hmm. winged birds and nowhere does it say that these creations became man or developed or formed into man he in verse 26 and 27 mm-hmm. he created man so that idea yeah, of I mean, true evolution cannot be true now we know that there's adaptation we know that there is changes to our environment and everybody's got that but that's a different
0: no and continuing on after 26 and 27 going into 29 and 30 um it said and god said behold i have given you every and then skip down to 30 every beast of the earth and every fowl of the air and everything that creepeth upon the earth wherein there is life i have given every green herb for meat and it was so god gave man the animals to reign over he didn't he didn't give the animals to become man he gave man to reign over the animals that he had already created and also if evolution was truly real macro evolution there is micro evolution we see that Mm -hmm. adaptation Not so much evolution, but adaptation. If penguins get cold, or, for example, look at the penguins in South Africa. You know that. It doesn't get cold enough to snow in the places where those penguins live, but they came from snowy places. They adapted to live in a warmer climate. That's microevolution. But macroevolution, there's simply no proof of it. Um, And if there truly was, why are we at... Why are we in the middle of the food chain? Why, if we were truly, if we were truly evolving from everything, humans would be at the very top. We would be the fastest running. We would be the most. We would be the strongest. We would be
2: which we clearly are not the fastest. Running. No,
0: definitely not I mean, the fastest. Look- <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: what I was thinking. I'm like, that's not me.
0: I mean, if you look at a cheetah, if humans truly evolved from animals, humans should be the fastest running animals in the world. And the fastest human doesn't even come close to the slowest cheetah. A cheetah's
1: not the fastest animal in the
0: world. The fastest land animal that runs, yes
1: Sonic
0: it is. the Hedgehog is. Kara, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog does not exist.
1: Gotta go fast.
0: Now tell me, what animal is Sonic?
1: <laughs> what animal is Sonic the Hedgehog? <laughs>
0: I'm just kidding. No, but we would, I mean, look at us versus bears. Bears are stronger than us. Look at us versus cheetahs. Cheetahs are faster than us. If we were truly evolved, we would be faster and stronger than every other species on the planet. I mean, that's just my take. I mean...
2: My take is I'm really grateful that a bear is not as fast as a cheetah, too. That well, would be dangerous. Yeah, that, would be that would be really terrifying. <laughs> that would be
0: terrifying. Just imagine a bear that ran at you at, what, 40, 60 miles per hour? I thought it was like fifty. Well, forty to sixty, 50 is right smack in the middle. So. What does
1: Wildcraft
0: say about it? I don't know.
2: You we'll have to go back to your. You we'll have pilot. to go back
0: and watch later on tonight.
2: So I think the bottom line is we agree with biblical creationism. We don't have all the answers as far as is it specifically yeah. a twenty-four hour period, but we definitely believe that God has the ability to create something out of nothing he's always been he always will be Mm -hmm. and he is currently and his word is true so we can't take um what we feel might work just because we feel that that fits within our society today we have to go based on truth
0: yeah and um i mean looking at Looking at these, I I personally believe that they are 24-hour period days. Now, we don't know for sure, but I do believe that they are. Because while Jesus, the man, the Son, God the Son, was very figurative in his language, God the Father was not so much. God the Father was more direct, while Jesus was more figurative. Now, look, it says, um, when he says here let us make man in our image. And he goes on to tell that I have given you every single animal there is. And going more into Exodus, the Lord commanded, the Lord said, the Lord did. Jesus was more parables and um, because Jesus, the Pharisees were trying to confuse Jesus, but Jesus kind of reversed it back on them and confused them. And... Um, Jesus would always give these long, intricate answers, but God the Father was a lot more direct in what he said, and especially just saying evening and morning. You can't really... If God says there was evening and there was morning, I don't think you can truly take it as years because evening and morning are part of a day. Um, And obviously only God knows if it was morning, or if it was truly a 24-hour period, um, and we will never know for sure, But that's just my take on it. So, that's good. Yeah. Now, (laughs) well, we have to talk more about the Big Bang Theory because there's a lot that we can dig into that and rip it apart because there's no possible way that that's true. If you think about it, the Big Bang Theory relies on the fact that there was a pre-existing universe to ours. The Big Bang Theory says that there was a universe that died before ours and got compacted into a star which eventually burst, forming a new one. Now, many people accept this answer as the origins of our universe, but where did the previous universe come from? And then they'll just say, oh, it came from another Big Bang billions of years before that. Well, where did that universe come from? Because by the basic scientific principle, the law of the conservation of matter, matter cannot be created or destroyed. So the Big Bang Theory goes against the very scientific principle of physics. So saying that, you know, an explosion... Billions of years ago, created this entire universe, is just impossible to think, and it's honestly kind of stupid.
2: It's interesting that that's more plausible to a lot of people. It is. I than mean, the idea of a creator is it easier? When we create human beings, <laughs> when right. you know.
0: is it easier to believe that a star <laughs> exploded and created everything that is known today, or that there was By a chance. being that created it with a purpose? Especially if you look at DNA. DNA, if you take a single strand of DNA, you can stretch it out miles and miles. I don't know exactly how much. It's It's been a long time. Uh, if you could look that up real quick and just see how long you could stretch a single strand of DNA. But I think you could stretch it a couple tens of times around the Earth, if I'm not mistaken. Just please fact check me on that before I go around saying it as fact. It, that's,
2: yeah, that's way too long but it's
0: one dna strand is 6.6 6 feet 6.6 6 feet
2: Mm-hmm.
0: okay well a
2: little shorter than around oh the earth. no
0: it was wasn't it all the dna in your body yes goes around the in earth in one
2: human in yes.
0: one human, that's right in yeah. one human all sorry my mistake all the dna in your body can go all the way around the earth which if you think about it that's a really long way look up the circumference of the earth real quick <laughs> that's uh Me? yeah uh, that's a very long way. Um, I know the diameter of the earth uh, is something like 8,000 miles across. So pi r squared to get the okay. circumference.
2: so six feet is how much one DNA strand is. Mm-hmm. But if you took the DNA from one of your cells and uncoiled each strand and placed them end-to-end, and you did this for all of your DNA, Mm -hmm. that resulting strand would be 67 billion miles long, which is the same as about 150,000 round trips to the moon. Wow. So that's what you were remembering.
0: Yeah, 150,000
2: round trips to trips
0: to the moon and back. You know when you say I love you to the moon and back? All my DNA in my body is to the moon and back 150,000 times over.
2: Not even SpaceX can go that far
0: back and forth that many times. I mean, (laughs) maybe (laughs) if they had a million years to do it, but so far they haven't. Now, let me also um, say that DNA is, not only is it so long, it's also so much more complex than any code that has been put together by humans, ever. So saying that, that humans can't even create something as complex as our DNA, not even as complex, says that there had to have been a creator. Now, if you don't want to accept that the God of the Bible is the creator, you, can, you have to at least accept that there was a creator, that we are not here randomly. Because if there was an explosion billions of years ago that sent everything spiraling, um, it just... I mean, it just is crazy uh, how complex it is. And to think that it was all random is just mind-boggling how someone can even think that. I mean, if you go down to... A hotel or a hospital or a Bass Pro shops or something. Somebody built it. It didn't just appear there. So, to build something that small compared to the whole earth and all the beauty and wonder that we see in the world, to say that there isn't a creator is just insane. I mean, to have creation, there has to be a creator. That's the basic definition. Creation is something that is made, created, by a creator. And, I mean, it just... The world, in all of its magnitude, um, just uh, to be random and not made by a creator, it's impossible. It's not even insane, it's just impossible. (laughs) And it's... um, Yeah, what do you you think about that?
1: I think that is a sad thing to believe. Because, like, if you don't believe that there's a creator, and the world is just, like, randomly... It's kind of sad, because then it's like... There's not really any purpose in life. It is. Besides those few people who think the meaning of life is 42. Which doesn't even make sense. No.
0: Uh, I don't even get that, but what is interesting when you think about life, I have not seen that many people that don't have Jesus that actually have contentment, you know, there are a few people who are content in what they're doing who don't have Jesus, but ultimately that won't last. But for the most part, people who don't have Jesus are never content with what they have. They're always looking for something more. They're always chasing happiness. They're always looking for the next thing to do. And they have no hope in life. Because if you don't have Jesus, you got nothing. And, I mean, no, it, it, you really have no hope without without Jesus. Jesus was... I mean, because of what Adam and Eve did, which we'll get to in a later episode of a podcast, we don't need to dig into that now. Um, we'll run through Genesis throughout this throughout this series, um, but because of that, we needed a savior, and that was Jesus. So they have no hope for salvation as for no hope for light at the end of the tunnel. I mean that's just a sad, sad life to be living with no hope. Um, and that's why we're doing this podcast here. That's why we are bringing hope to people who don't have it. We are... Uh,
2: and exploring questions. and Yeah,
0: exploring questions and, and, and just everything. Trying to find
2: truth, right, for those mm-hmm. that are looking to know um, what that is and, and how to answer some of the questions that they may have regarding
0: uh, I was... Uh, before creating this podcast, I was exploring different names to call it, just based on what we could um, you know what we would be doing and my original thought was exploring the truth Um, which wouldn't have been bad but I kind of wanted it to be a bit more you know like catchy like something one wordy Um, then my next thought was to be the burning bush podcast because the burning bush encounter the experience that Moses had um, it was his testimony.
2: Now we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're still in Genesis 1. Well, we are,
0: but I'm just explaining the naming process. So, but that would feel like it was too much of a, of a uh, only testimonies. And so eventually I landed on faithful and fearless because that's what we are here. We are faithful in Jesus and we are fearless about our faith. If we live fearlessly, we will be okay. I don't believe in fear. So, We will get to this all in the next episode. Mom, Kira, thank you for coming on and sharing what you think. Um, We'll get to Genesis 2 in the next episode. Um, So hope you all have a great rest of your day, morning, evening, whatever time you're listening to this. Um, And I'll see you in the next one.